0: Okay, we're back. Thank you again, Scott, for joining us and how busy you are and taking the opportunity to really delve into the white paper for the company. Last episode, we spoke about the recession, the uniqueness of it, the S&L crisis, and how what you're seeing is not a typical recession that we've seen in the past few years. In the white paper, you speak about what it's going to do, right? The impact, and just a quote from the line here, like a forest fire that clears the underbrush and creates the condition necessary for the renewal, This will ultimately create, I'm skipping, a more sustainable economic foundation on the other side. So talk us through that a little bit. What is it about the way this recession is playing out that is actually just creating a clearing for a greater economic foundation for the future? So,
1: you know, part of what's driven this economic crisis that we're going to be going through or this economic adjustment that we're going to be going through is the fact that we lived in this world where there was so much liquidity and when there was this level of liquidity zero interest rates the federal reserve pumping liquidity into the market it distorted a lot of factors it distorted values it created inflation it distorted the allocation of capital it distorted you know how people actually create value it was easy to make money if you were borrowing for 1% right. and you can lend at even 6% you were making a lot of money right. now when you know, the rates are much higher and, you know, you're talking, you know, 5%, 6% rates. It's the value creators Mm -hmm. that are ultimately going to have to create money. And when you allocate capital, you're going to have to allocate it to where it's the most productive Mm -hmm. versus the most speculative, because it's going to be the areas where you're going to have the best potential to actually see value creation along the way. But in that distortion that we went through, it consumed all of our economy. Right. And now while we're crossing the chasm is painful and it's turbulent, when you get to the other side, you're gonna have cleanse that out and you're gonna have a strong foundation from which to grow. And the as we think long-term about where the US economy can be coming out of COVID and then getting rid of liquidity, uh, the excess liquidity that was in the market, you have tremendous demand drivers In areas related to the whole digital transformation that our economy is going through, the focus on decarbonization and clean energy and the dollars that are being invested in that, the deglobalization, you know, of which now we're bringing home a lot of supply chains and manufacturing back to the U.S. Mm -hmm. that didn't exist uh, before. And then all the innovations that were accelerated during COVID, whether that was in science, medicine, AI, is going to create a level of productivity that we haven't seen before. And it can be harnessed in this new period, this new normal. And so, you know, our view is that when we cross the chasm and get to the other side, we're going to have a period of almost like a post-World War II period Hmm. where we're going to have a, a level of growth that is higher than a normal level of growth and a level of productivity that's higher than a normal traditional level of productivity. And hopefully that results in a better quality of life
0: and more opportunity for people in the country. So in many ways, I mean, and this is the, the three D's you speak about in, in the white paper. Correct. And so in many ways, what's being rewarded, what will be rewarded in the future is value creation, hard work, something that unique that you're bringing to the table. And so whereas people were taking advantage in the past about just free money, Now, what is going to be rewarded is not that capacity. It's going to be the capacity to bring something unique to the table that is your work. And And that work will be what... what.
1: That's right. And it's interesting. You know, if you look at where a lot of the growth of uh, investment managers were during the last decade and a half, it was in capital allocators, right? People that were allocating capital. And as now as we speak to investors, what they're looking for are value creators. They're looking for people and firms like RxR that have the skills to have a division of where you can create value, the expertise to execute on that plan to create value, the ability to adjust as the environment around you adjusts. And so they wanna be closer to those value creators. And, and you know, we saw periods where when money flows in and a lot of money is flowing in, then people were just marking higher values, but what value was created other than the fact that people were chasing the same thing, right? right? And then because of that, the value went up. It was a limited number of them and more people wanted, they bid the price up. Now people realize this is about, where do I take advantage of creating value? But also, in doing so, being cognizant of a changing environment. And in that changed environment, you need to change your strategy to do it. You can't you know, go back and look at the playbooks of the last 15 years and say that's gonna to work today because the way people live, the way people work, the way capital's gonna flow, the geopolitical situation, the, the you know domestic political situation, it's all different. And so you have to have a clear-eyed view
0: Of what that current playing field is. In many ways, I mean, we're doing this here and this is your vision for the company, which is learning and development, growth, being able to invest in people, being able to invest in one's own education while they're working. And that growth is not a luxury no longer. It is a necessity as you speak to the the changing world and what you can't just pull it off the shelf and do it again. What are some of yours, just to to get a little more into you, you you do this, you live this way. You're constantly thinking, you're constantly growing and changing. What are some of the the fundamental elements of how somebody should conduct themselves now knowing this? Someone is working and saying, wait a second, you're right. The value in the future is going to be value creation. I have to think differently. I can't just allow myself to do what I did yesterday. What are some of the habits or practices that people should start thinking about now in their current role that will allow them to p- provide more value for the company, more value for themselves? Right, well, one is, is being cognizant
1: of that change right? Recognizing right. that things are are different and dynamic and fluid and constantly changing, right? I mean, you go, I mean, this is a, a, you know, the last four years, it's like every time you think the world's calmed down, Atlas shrugs again, and the world changes a little bit. And we right. have to then adapt to that change. And it's so interconnected, you know, whatever you're reading in the newspaper, somewhere or another, it's affecting every business, including RxR. And so we have to be, all be on our toes and be clear eyed that uh, and not get complacent about that change. Right. Communication is more important than ever before, right? Because you need to constantly be communicating with your stakeholders, your peers, to hear what they're seeing in the change in real time. And then taking that and then recalibrating your own thinking around your learnings and sharing that with your peers, right? And your teammates and a- along the way. And I think the other part of this is, is sometimes taking a step back and drowning out the noise of everything around you and trying to have a clear view of where things are going which is really as we've talked about the the point of this white paper right which is to be able to think with clarity and what i also say just is this the the last one here that i think is critical like like we mike jason todd myself as we think about rxr right and we think about other real estate companies a lot of real estate company focus on we're builders of buildings right developers or we're buyers of buildings right our whole concept is we want to be builders Of businesses that have competitive advantages that as the world change we see where there's opportunities to lean in to those changes where we have unique strengths and capabilities to capitalize on them Mm -hmm. and you know the team at rxr is you know part of that evolution right and every time You know, we look at an opportunity, we learn from the the people that are working on it, we ideate about it, and then we develop a strategy and we execute on it. And if we don't have all the talent ourselves internally, we recruit the talent to then supplement our team. And so, you know, and I think this is a big part of what, you know, I think 2023 and 2024 is, which is that business building and making sure that we're, you know, making the right adjustments to best position us to capitalize on the new range of opportunities that are out there. And so the last sort of piece of advice mm-hmm. there is embrace change, mm-hmm. right? Change is mm-hmm. a good thing when you embrace it and want to you mm-hmm. know, be part of it. And if it's something that you're rejecting or you're scared of, you know, that's going to become something that's the, you know, that's going to weigh you down, right? right? And the right. same thing I was, you know, when, when you're anxious right. about something, run towards that anxiety and it runs away right. and Very you're moving good. forward. If you stand still, it's going to consume you.
0: Excellent. And and it's a very counterintuitive approach towards greatness, which is running towards anxiety. And it reminds me of one of our values, which is being hungry and humble, right? If you're not, if you don't, you're not humble enough to learn something new, you think you know it already. And if you're not hungry, you're going to allow the world to happen to you and not be able to know how to adapt to it. And so I think that's incredible advice that unless you're, and for those that are listening, it may not feel intuitive to do this. It may, it may, your survival instinct may say, fight or flight. And if I can't fight, I'm out of here. I'm running from my anxiety. But you're saying the way the world will be, and I saw this in, in Jim Collins' book, he said that the world's going to change. What will happen, nobody knows. But we know for sure is that something will happen. Right. The, the world is too interconnected. We're at a time right now where change is just part of the reality. And That's right. And I think, and, and that's why you cannot you know, be paralyzed, right? You got to keep...
1: Moving forward, and you know, and, and not be a prisoner of the past, but be a pioneer of the future, right? And and keep that. step by step, one at a time, going forward. And you know, there, since as we said, this, the playbooks of the past don't play. Neither do the neither do the maps, right? Because the landscape's changed. So you need to have real time on the ground, adjust as you're seeing the landscape in front of you manifest itself, and that's a hard thing. And even with a lot of our partners when you're going into a business plan and you can't really say exactly how you're going to go get from point A to point B. You want to know you're going to get there. And you can all agree to that, but you can't lay out all the points to get there. It doesn't mean you stop and don't do it. It means you start no. moving forward and you start figuring it out. And some of the pieces will start falling into place and then that will start guiding you. And then ultimately Excellent. you'll get to the end game.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Scott. And uh, appreciate the time. and looking forward to the next episode. Thank you, Charles. Always was fun.